Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> In today's episode, we're going to talk about an awful lot of lemons that were thrown our way. Yeah, pretty rough week. So last week I was actually on a business trip uh, to Washington, D.C. And uh, on my second day in the trip, I had one more day of meetings. I got a, a frantic call from Paige. You sure did because I had gotten a call from my sister. Now, my sister um, is not married and she lives down in Southern California uh, with my parents. Yeah, she's lived with them most of her life. Well, now they live with her. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and she called me and said that she was following my mom. My mom was in an ambulance on her way to the hospital, and she was in a car following. Um, now, Paige's parents are in their early 80s now. Well, well your mom's oh, 79. Say, my, mo- my mom I'm listens sorry, to this. I'm Sheila. <laughs> Sheila's 79. She's 79. And my dad has had um, a heart issue for the last couple of years. And, but... To talk to him, you would never know. I mean, it's not like he's been sickly at all, but he does have bad days where he's in a lot of pain because the circulation, um, you know, the blood isn't circulating well in his body, so he's in a lot of pain. But to talk with him, you would never know that he no, had. he would never let on. Mm-mm. And the doctor always said that he was the healthiest sick person he ever met because other than his heart, everything else was just great. Yeah, it was clicking. But anyway, so she said that my dad had had two of his worst days that he's ever had. So he wasn't feeling well enough to go to the hospital with my mom and my sister. So they had called some friends over to come sit with my dad. Now, why um, was your mom rushed? Your mom was in the ambulance. My mom was it in an ambulance. It wasn't just driving to the hospital. It was... Right. She was in an ambulance because she had woke up that day and was very, very dizzy, like to the point where she couldn't sit up or move. I mean, they couldn't even get her out of bed like she was that dizzy and a little bit incoherent so that's why they they panicked a little bit called the ambulance came and got my mom yeah so i get a frantic call from Paige. actually it wasn't too frantic at that point at that point i was just like and i was worried too right i was upset i just said hey my mom's on her way to the hospital just fyi actually i didn't even call you because i knew you were means i texted you that that's right. You did text me and I called immediately. Yeah. I texted and said, just to keep you in the loop, my mom's on her way to the hospital. We don't know what's going on. So I w- what, there was no frantic going on yet. Just, just stay tuned for the frantic. Yeah. <laughs> so um, about. An hour uh, later. An hour no, it, it, it was about, yeah, hour and a half, two hours later. Um, I got a frantic phone call from my sister She's crying, very upset. So I'm thinking something's very wrong with my mom. And no, she said, my dad had just had a heart attack, was on his way to the hospital in an ambulance and was not breathing. Cue the frantic. Yeah. So uh, luckily, um, their best friends, uh, Dick and Claudia, were there with uh, grandpa. Yep. uh, Because he always needed someone with him just in case something would happen and something did. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I was very frantic, extremely frantic. 
trying to get a hold of you. You weren't answering your phone. Um, I still had my phone on silent because I was giving a, a talk earlier. Yes. And so I start throwing things in a suitcase. Um, you know, my other sister's calling, my brother's calling. We're all, you know, frantic. We got to get down there because we know if my dad's had a heart attack, he's most likely not going to make it because he just, he's, his heart couldn't take another heart attack. So we're extremely frantic. I, I'm out of my mind, really. Yeah. And I finally saw that you called like seven times in four or five minutes. So I gave you a call. And, and how was I? Unconsolable. <laughs> Yes. It was pretty rough. It was. I mean, I, I I couldn't even think. You kept asking me questions and I couldn't even answer. Like I yeah. could not I, think. I had to use the old Lamaze training and say, take a deep breath. Calm down. I need you to tell me what's going on. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was really rough to have these two, you know, very uh, scary events happen within such a close time frame. Well, and your mom was still at the ER. My mom was at the ER. We still didn't know what was going on with her. No. My brother um, had texted me and said, I just, before we had heard the frantic news about my dad, he had texted and said, I talked to dad. Every, you know, he said, everything's cool. Everything's calm. You know, no one rush here. Let's wait and see what's going on with mom. And he was, you know, just, he was pretty calm. So anyway, it was, it was very shocking when all of a sudden we get this phone call that 20 minutes after my brother had talked to him, um, that he's had a heart attack and wasn't breathing. So um, I start, you start looking for flights for yourself because you're in DC. I start looking for, you start looking for flights for me. I, I'm hysterical. I'm, I don't even know what I'm packing. I'm just throwing things in a suitcase. And then about probably 20 to 30 minutes after that phone call from my sister, we get a group text that my dad, was gone. It was a rough time. It was. I felt hopeless because I was 3,000 miles away and I couldn't be here for you. And it was really tough. It was. I wanted you here so badly. I I know. And uh, I was, I tried to air all the flights out that night were already gone. I, I couldn't get there until the next day. Yeah. So I did the next best thing. I knew what to do. And I called our friends. Yep. And I said, I need everyone to drop everything and get to my house for my wife. And they did. They did. They did. We got great friends. So thank you guys. We appreciate that. Yes. They, they bab babysat me. They did. They babysat, they babysat me all night. And, and I got, I got um, updates from them as I was frantically worrying about what am I going to, you know, how to get home and then how to get you down to. Uh, Southern California as soon as you possibly could. And we yeah. decided it was best that you didn't go down that night. Well, since my dad was already gone, because I the reason I was wanting to rush down there is to say goodbye to my dad. Right. Um, since he was gone, we decided the best thing since I was so frantic and out of my mind. And I really just wanted you. So we decided um, to wait till you got home the next morning. Yeah, I got home about one o'clock. Yep. And in then the we uh, we hopped in a car. Well, we grabbed the two, we grabbed the three amigos yep. who were in school, and uh, we hopped in the car and drove four hundred and fifty miles down to Southern California. Yep, right to the hospital. Right to the hospital. Okay. 
So while my mom was still in the ER, the ambulance came and got my dad. Um, basically, he was gone. Um, he was already gone. He had a little bit of a heartbeat, but no pulse. And he had strict instructions not to revive him. He had a DNR. He wanted to go quickly and not be in the hospital and not be hooked up to machines. And we are so happy that that's, that's exactly how he went. In fact, he went exactly how he wanted to. He was talking to his best friend, Dick, mm-hmm. about baseball, which was his favorite thing in the world. And like nothing was going on. He felt fine. Nothing was going on. And we got to talk to Dick and Claudia about his last minutes. And uh, they said he was just talking about baseball. And then all of a sudden he went, oh, no. And then he was gone. Yep. He closed his eyes and he was gone. So that was a blessing. Um, I think it's also a blessing that my mom and my sister weren't there um, to see him, you know, die in their home. So a lot of tender mercies that our our family received. But one special thing was that the hospital was aware that they were bringing my dad in. And they were so great to our family. And they took my dad on the stretcher and wheeled him right next to my mom so that she could hold his hand. Say goodbye. And say goodbye and be next to him for a little bit. So they were just fantastic with our family. They made sure she had a a private room, even though most of the rooms there you share, but they said, we'll make sure that you have a private room so your family can be with you and mourn. And so anyway, they were fantastic. Yeah, and we still don't really know why grandma was in the ER. Yeah, all they really said was that she might have had a case of vertigo. And then once she was in there, um, the reason they kept her longer is because her enzymes were rising, which leads them to believe she might have had a heart attack as well. Um, Came to find out after running test after test. I mean, she had a stress test, stress test. She had MRIs, CAT scans, echocardiogram. She had it all. They wanted to thoroughly try and find out what was going on. And after all of that, um, they thought that maybe she just had a broken heart. And that's what was going on with her heart. So. Another another blessing that we see um, that she's doing well. And uh, the vertigo that she had is pretty much gone now. It is. Uh, which is which is great. So we kind of think this all happened for a reason. Yep. And, um, and a reason... Um, because this was a great man. It was a very great man. This is a tough episode, huh, babe? <laughs> yep, I don't know if you're crying more or me. <laughs> we so, hope we hope our listeners don't mind us crying, but this is this is a really um raw and real episode for us. Yeah, it is. Now your dad, I remember the first time I met your dad was um when um I basically asked him if I could marry you. Which is kind of an odd thing to have happen when you're 40 years old. Um, but um, I did. And uh, he grabbed my hand. He's got big hands. And he grabbed my hand, which completely consumed my hand, and gave me a big hug. And he says, you take care of my princess. And that's how he treated everyone he was around. He always treated people with kindness and love. And uh, he was always... Always there. Always wanted to talk to you. He did. We always say dad would make conversation with a rock. I mean, he just, 
he and wanted to make a best friend with the rock yes, at the same time. <laughs> he wants to know about people. He sincerely cares about people and he wants to know about them and tell me about yourself and what do you do? He's he's interested in everyone. He's he is. He wants to know about you and tell me about yourself. Yeah, it's not it's not a phony thing at no, all. No, not at all. My mom and dad are very um opposite. My mom is a complete introvert, 100 percent um, and my dad is a complete extrovert, 100%. So they uh, kind of met somewhere in the middle. And, uh, but yeah, he was a big, uh, gentle, kind, God-fearing man and loved, loved God and Christ with all his might. Yep, he sure did. And um, he made sure that our kids knew that. Yes. Um, especially our kids that were serving on missions. Uh, the best example of this is uh, um, an example that our son Jacob, who just got home off his mission, we'll talk about now. So we're so lucky to have our son who just came home off his mission yesterday on our podcast today to talk about Grandpa Shepherd. We are so lucky. Hi, Jacob. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> It's going well. How are you adjusting to being home for 24 hours now? It's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> Jacob's been in Brazil for two years, so he still has a little bit of an accent, but we're not going to tease him too badly about that. Well, yes, we are, but maybe not right now. <laughs> so, Jacob, tell us tell us a little bit about your relationship with, with uh, Grandpa Shepherd, especially over the last two years when you've been on your mission. Yeah, so... Grandpa Shepherd, he hasn't been my grandpa for my whole life, um, just since uh, my dad and Paige got married. So that's been, what, eight Almost years? Almost eight years, yep. Eight years, yeah. And he started doing something really cool, like right from the beginning of my mission. And that's every week he would send me a handwritten note. And it's something that I got every week without fail from him. That's mostly because Johnny didn't know how to write an email. But <laughs> he has never even turned a computer on, <laughs> no, ever. He never, never. He never did. Nope. But that is something, he actually wrote us letters as well. Not every week. Not every week. Probably once a month or once every two months. Once we every would, two months. We get yeah. a handwritten letter from him as well. Yeah. Yeah. But every week, and he, he's done that to all of his grandkids, step or not step, it didn't matter. Right. Yeah. That we're on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, that was just, that was such a cool thing that he did. Um, as a missionary, you love getting notes from people. It, and it happens so little. Like a handwritten card that's so rare. And it was amazing that every week I could, I could receive this card from him. And it just always helped me a lot, the things that he wrote. It was like those classic words that you always want to hear from a grandpa. Yes. Yeah. Uh, telling me to stay focused, to to listen to the people, to love the people. And those were just the best when I was feeling down, when I was missing my home, when the work just wasn't going so well. It was great because I, was, I could always count on getting those cards. And those were just motivators for me. It was just kind of like, go get them. You got this. <laughs> this is the gospel. You can do this. And for me, that was the best thing he could do as a grandpa. That just really meant a lot to me on my mission. And I've held on to every single one of those cards that he sent me. I love we that you this, kept them. This huge stack. <laughs> I love that. And we found out from my mom when we were just down there 
that he has two more that he wrote you that he didn't mail because he knew you wouldn't get them in time. So you have two more to read, and those should be pretty special. I really look forward to those. Now, something else wonderful about um, Johnny Shepard, dad, was um, his love for music and sports. I grew up with him listening to music. Our house was always filled with music. And some of his favorites were Kenny Rogers. <laughs> for all you youngins listening to this, you're going to have to Google <laughs> Kenny Rogers and see who that is. But he loved Kenny Rogers. He loved Frank Sinatra. Um, New York, New York, one of his favorite songs of all time. He, always, he loved music, very much loved music. Well, and that totally rummed up on you. Yes. You're, you're a music lover. There's yes. music always in our house. If you guys have listened to our podcast, you know that. Yes, and he had strict instructions for his funeral. It looked about, to me, about six or seven pages of handwritten <laughs> instructions. Not really, but there was a lot. He This has been, you know, a long time in coming with his heart failing. Um, and so he knew that it was going to happen, you know, one yeah, day. Was three years ago, a doctor gave him six months to live. Yeah, yeah. So he had instructions. My, my dad was... A very sharp dresser. Oh, to, yeah. You know, always, you know, dressed to the nines. And so he always had a tie and hanky when he went to church. And, and crazy uh, socks. And crazy socks. And one of his instructions was that all the boys at the funeral, all of his sons, son-in-laws, grandsons, wear one of his tie and hankies. So we're going to be doing that. And um, he wanted music. He wanted some of his grandkids to be playing music. And they are. Um, grandkids are singing. So once again, his love of music and yeah, that's going to be happening in his funeral. So you're going to be talking at his funeral. Yep, I am. And, uh, and his other son-in-law will be talking at his funeral. And then his daughters, cause, uh, his son, Corey just can't, can't do it. He can't. He is very, very emotional about I'm his more dad. More emotional than me. So yes. that's pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing. So shout out to Corey on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, that, it's. We make a joke of it because when my brother found out, he was, if you thought I was inconsolable, you should have talked to my brother. Yeah. My brother was inconsolable. My brother's my dad's only son, and they were very, very close. And, and Corey's in construction, and he's got his dad's hands. My brother is, he is a big man. I he mean, he, he should be feared, you know, when you see him. He's kind of scary <laughs> he's, looking. He's a big teddy bear. He's a big teddy bear like my dad. He yeah. is a big teddy bear, but if you see him and if... He, uh, you know, raises his voice. You're, you're a little scared. And my brother's very emotional like my dad. And just, he flew down there. And we were joking that here's this very large, big, bald man um, crying hysterically at the airport and on the plane. And people, I don't know what they must have been thinking, but. Um, no, it was really fun for me to see you interact with your siblings. Um, yes. Yeah, so all all four of us kids were there with my mom in the hospital and then you were there and my brother's wife was there, too. Yeah. So it was fun to watch um, you interact with your siblings and fit right back into the roles that you had when you were at home. And it's kind of strange because you're 11 years younger than your oldest sister. Right. And there's what, a six year gap between you and Tyler? Seven. Seven. Yeah, years. seven. So the three older kids all fed into their thing and you. You slid right in as the baby of the family, and yep. it was fun to watch. And we've got some great pictures that will show up on uh, on our blog. 
Uh, and you can see the real personalities of, uh, of Paige's siblings. Well, it's funny because my one sister, Thailand, she loves to take pictures. She's, she's a photographer at heart and loves to, uh, to, you know, catch every moment. And so we were taking some pictures in the hospital of the four kids and we took some pictures and then she said, oh, let's stand in birth order. And then someone, I don't even remember who made the comment. They said, we just, you should stand in order of favorites. So of course I jumped in the front. <laughs> We've got a great picture of that. Because everybody knows and my <laughs> siblings know that I was the baby. I was the favorite. So yep, they yeah, might, yeah. they might debate that, but whatever. Oh, no, no. They, they all admit <laughs> to it. And it, it was very true. Uh, your mom and your dad both have a very soft spot for you. Yes. The good news about this whole thing is uh, your mom, Sheila, got checked out of the hospital uh, two days later. Yep. And everything was fine. And yep. we had a great opportunity to um, have uh, a family dinner at her house. And it was it was great. Yes. Yeah, so we spent some time with my siblings. And luckily, I had actually just had a little girl's trip with my two sisters, which I, I'm trying to remember if we've ever done. We used to take a trip with my mom years ago, once a year, which we haven't done in years, but I don't know that I've ever taken a trip with just my two sisters. So we went to Hawaii and we had a fabulous time. And now we, we brought my brother into the picture um, on this little weekend. And, and I love my siblings very much. It was, it was really great to see how you interact with your siblings and how much love and care that you show your mom and the remembrance of your dad. It was I wish I had uh, my mic with me. I could have recorded tons of great <laughs> stories. We did um, talk a lot about him. Yeah, so it was it was uh, great to reminisce and to talk uh, with Paige and her siblings. All right, now let's talk about the fun that, well, we actually did have some fun while we were down there as well. We did. Because we, it's kind of a funny thing. We had actually already planned to go down to see my parents that weekend and to see the dentist, your brother, and so we were, it was Memorial Day weekend. We were going to make a weekend out of it and spend time with my family, your family, um, and do some fun things. But instead of a three-day weekend, it turned into a five-day weekend. Right. And we had bought tickets to medieval times because the kids had never been. Our, our older kids had, but our younger kids hadn't. And, you know, we- Spend time on the beach. You have yeah. to go to the beach when you're down there. So we so actually had some fun. We times. did. We went and did those things because my mom needed some quiet time. She, it was when she was still not feeling well. So she needed- some space away from all of us. So we gave her some space to let her sleep and rest. And we still went and did some of these fun things with intermittent crying. <laughs> Inter yes, intermittent crying. And not, and not just from the dental chair. Not just from the dental chair. <laughs> Especially from the dental chair, yes. but other times. Yeah, but too. Daniel does a good job. We never cry in his office. Not much. Not much. <laughs> but after our fun times. And we said goodbye to my mom, which was very hard. Um, I really didn't want to leave her, but we had to get back home. We had, you know, and then we were going to come back a week later for the, the memorial service. Um, we had a fun thing happen, didn't we, sweetie? We sure did. So about two hours into our drive, uh, we're headed right up the grapevine, uh, the beginning of the grapevine uh, in Santa Clarita and headed up and uh, we stopped and got some gas. Um, before I had to pay the outrageous prices in, uh, on the other side of the grapevine in the Central Valley, and the car wouldn't start. Now, what was frustrating about this? Well, there's a couple of frustrating things. First of all, 
I have never had a brand new car my entire life. Nope, you haven't. You wanted to give me that. You wanted to give me my first brand new car so that I wouldn't worry about any car problems, right? That's right. Yes. So um, it's it, the car's two years old to 2017. Yeah, it's only a year old. We bought it a year ago. Right. And um, anyway, actually, it was two years ago. Oh, I guess it's two was. years, babe. Time oh, flies, huh? Yeah. I know. Time flies. Anyway. Um, see, as you can see, this really is off the cuff. We don't oh, yeah. talk about these things. No, so, <laughs> so I do correct him while we're, while we're, um, recording, That's fine. <laughs> um, about two weeks before our car died in Southern California, the car died here in Folsom. Um, I was trying to do a nice thing for a friend that was having a hard time. So I went to get her a, a bunk cake at nothing bunk cakes and hopped back into the car and it wouldn't start. And it was kind of funny because the friend that I was uh, doing something nice for, she was the one that ended up coming and rescuing me. So <laughs> that's that, what friends are for. Yeah. I was like, you know, you please, I mean, please come rescue me. I have a bunk cake for you in the car <laughs> that you can eat while you rescue me. And you took a picture of it and it, the battery's all corroded. Battery's corroded. And guess who was out of town? I, Drum I roll, was. please. Yes, I was. Uh huh. Darren was out of town. Do we see a common denominator yeah, here? I can't leave town or Paige uh, <laughs> destroys things like the car. Yeah. And... So anyway, we had. It the, was... car, the car had, was under warranty and was fixed. Uh, yes. The battery was replaced. Yes. They came and got it. Yeah. Blah, but blah, the same blah. thing happens in Southern California. Yeah. With a brand new battery. Brand new battery on Memorial Day of all days, which means. Everything is closed. Now, I got the car started, and we started driving it, and it just wasn't driving uh, very well. Um, and so we called uh, Ford, uh, the Ford dealership up uh, here in Folsom, and all the sales departments are open, but the service departments aren't. And they said, well, you should just find a dealership and uh, stop there and leave the car there, and maybe a service department will be open. We call all around and there's no place that will service our car on that day. Nope. Nope. So <clears throat> we decided to ditch our car there because we could have spent the night there and waited to the next day for them to look at the car and it might not have been fixed that day. So yeah, we, we had to get back. We just, yeah, we said, okay, let's leave our car. So we left our car and then we thought, okay, we got to get a rental car. All the rental car places were closed. Ex except at airports. Except major at airports. airports. Yep. Then so- Next you, major airport was Burbank, Burbank, which is 30 miles south of where we yep. were at. And they were going to close at 11. And this was well, at like 10. Yeah. So I got an Uber <laughs> and hustled down, got a car. So our weekend just it didn't start off great. And we drove back all crammed into a, uh, a car that wasn't quite big enough for us. It wasn't. Um, and uh, we got back uh, home and uh, went. <sighs> yes. And now we still have the rental car. We are driving back down to Southern California. We will retrieve our car, bring back two cars. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> this is kind of our life though. We've run into a lot of things like this. So here's the lemons being just, we're pummeled with lemons, right? Yeah, yeah, we're pummeled. Pummeled, pummeled with lemons this last but week. But we've had, I mean, we, we, I think we've done a good job at trying to find the tender mercies with my mom and dad. Yes. And my neighbor, um, across the street, who, um, Dan, I almost wanted to pummel him when he said this to me, but looking, because I, when he said this to me, I was in a really, really bad way, 
But I, I can look at it now and appreciate when we were telling him just about the horrible weekend and and uh, about the car. Because he was like, did you guys get a new car? And we're like, nope, this is a rental. Told him what happened. And he says, oh, aren't you just so blessed that you have the resources to rent a car? And at the time I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, can I have a minute? Can I have a minute to just, you know, be in my wallow in my well, there, yeah. were, there was a lot of lemonade and lemon squares made for us this last week. Our friends stepped up like I've never seen before. Yes, they did. And so thank you guys. I really appreciate it. We're so and grateful for our friends. Yeah, we really are. And um, you got, there was a lot of lemonade, a lot of lemon squares. Yep. You, you got closer with your siblings. Um, the kids learned some valuable lessons about death. Our younger kids have never experienced anything like this. Yep. Uh, so I think it, even though it's, we had a ton of lemons. We found some some lemonade, maybe some lemon squares in there. I really like lemon squares. I know you do. <laughs> so the funny moment of the week this week is not that funny. Well, it's kind of funny. It's kind of gross. It's really gross. <laughs> so, so if you don't like bathroom stories, just turn off your podcast yeah, right now. Turn off your podcast now. <laughs> and we should have known, because this is at the beginning of our trip going down, that this was not going to be a pretty trip. Yes. So we stopped. Was this before or after? The, before the grapevine. This was before the car broke down. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was on our way down. What? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I know it's a that's blur. That's right. It is a blur. Oh, my gosh. That's right. This was on the way but down. Annie, at least I didn't get a speeding ticket this time. You didn't see I another see another lemon. Another lemonade. Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Lemon lemonade. square. Okay. So we stopped to go use the restroom. So all the boys are headed to the men's restroom. Madeline and I are headed to the girls' restroom. Right as Madeline and I are getting ready to enter the girls' restroom, this guy runs in front of us just frantically, <laughs> you know, like he had to go to the bathroom so, so bad. And he didn't have his shoes on. He had on socks. Um, so anyway, which as he ran past me, I thought, dude, I've been there, right? Like, yeah, you got to go. You got to go. So he runs into the men's restroom. Madeline and I go into the girls' restroom, which there was only two stalls in there. So Madeline and I were in both stalls. Anyway. Little did I know over in the men's restroom, there was only one stall, which was being used. So Sam told me later, he acted it out that this guy came in and was like, are you kidding me? And just kind of, you know, just jumping around and, you know, so he runs out of the men's restroom. So fast forward to the women's restroom where Madeline and I are, we're sitting there and all of a sudden we hear this, the door open and this guy comes in and all of a sudden we just hear this, oh, oh ah, and he's just, he's making noise and we hear bathroom noises and we're both freaking out because we know there is no toilet out there. So <laughs> I look under the stall. Madeline's got her feet up because she's terrified of where's he going to the bathroom? <laughs> There's no toilet. And I'm going, I'm thinking, is he in the sink? Like, what does he do? What is this guy doing? And we're both can't talk to each other, but you know, we're both just sitting there waiting and waiting. And yeah, finally I come out. She wasn't going to come out till I came out and he was uh, gone. Already. He was gone and he had used, there was a bucket sitting there, like a bucket that they had there for garbage and he had used the bucket. So I'm just really glad that no woman had walked in while he was, can you imagine walking into the bathroom and seeing this guy sitting on a bucket and doing his business? Yeah, I feel bad for him. I, you know, seriously, dude, 
if if this guy ever hears this podcast, we feel your pain. We are so sorry. Whatever whatever you yeah. ate <laughs> caused your problems. Well, the, the, the best thing was the reaction of the because I had just walked in when you came out of the bathroom. And we're, you you were like, yeah, we're like, you, you won't believe, you won't what, believe just what just happened. And you told the clerk at the front, um, clean up in the girl's bathroom. Some guy just used the bathroom in the bucket. And he was like, wait, what? And we're like, yeah, bye. Have a nice day. <laughs> oh, it was awful. <laughs> If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. Uh, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On our next episode, we're going to talk about how we navigate Mother's Day and Father's Day. And how Darren let Paige down. <laughs> Isn't that what we're really talking about? I thought that's what we were talking about. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs>